Hi, this is Two Believers for Eyewitness. Last time that we were together speaking on a topic, we were talking about your identity. Where is that information coming from and how did it get you to where you are now? Where you are now is what we want to talk about tonight. You're just... <laughs> Sorry, backwards. You're not. You are not just a product of your identity. Who, Whoever you say that you are privately, whoever you believe you are, that's, that's not, that's not everything. There's more. How do you come to this place in time in your life? You may be still trying to figure out who you are. Maybe you are still young, or maybe you're older and you've never really taken the time to think about it. Who am I? How did I get here? How is my life like this? Well, tonight we want to give you some time and a little homework. Don't be scared. Our homework's fun. And allow you to indulge yourself thinking about how did you get here to wherever you are in your life whether you're happy about it or not you're here so what now I believe that we make decisions and they guide us um, it doesn't always feel like you're making a decision a lot of times I like to say when things are getting crazy that life's just sort of happening. Life's just sort of happening and we're just reacting to it. And that's, that's a dangerous place to be because when you end up on the other side of that, however long it takes, you could be, and I'm thinking of someone specific, bless them, you could be a single father who moves three or four states away from where he's lived his whole life to be the man who's there for his son because she, the mother, doesn't want to marry him and she wants to be with her family and they live somewhere else. So he stops and his life becomes about that little boy. Beautiful, beautiful story, difficult, not an easy journey, great guy. Really cool dad. They have a great, beautiful, close relationship. That could have gone a whole other way. I'm giving you a positive one. <laughs> I'm sure you, you can probably think of people who this has happened to and it didn't turn out the same way. Sometimes life happens to us. But oftentimes we're just moving through things so quickly that we're making decision after decision without thinking, okay, it's time to make a decision. And you, rarely in your life do you get a chance to, to sit down by yourself and think about making a decision, unless it's something, you know, really huge, like getting a car loan or buying a house or, you know, some people actually sit down and think about planning the timing of the family which I always think is amusing, and people usually get their way, although there are occasionally those friends of mine who, 
went through the procedure of adoption for seven years and then became pregnant just as they were about to adopt, still adopted, bless them, did the same thing a few years later because now they're in the system and they've adopted one child and they've had a child and that's going great so we're going to adopt one more because that'll be fun and we don't want, there's probably no way that, you know, she'll ever have twins, bless them, five kids, two adopted, three at home. Another great story where life just sort of happened to somebody and they adapted. Love those guys. Beautiful children. Incredible story. The adoption agency was shocked both times, too. (laughs) But they rallied. (laughs) And two children that wouldn't have had a beautiful home also had siblings that they never expected, which is really cool. So life just happens. You make decisions. You do the best you can. You shift when you have to shift. Bit of a dance, really. You know? Make a move here. Displace something. Make another move. I I could say that about life's challenges as well as I could say it about your budget. <laughs> My budget. It's, uh, you know, you just... You do the best combination that you can. Trying to sit down and make decisions. Making decisions on the fly. Seeing what happens and and making decisions after life happens to you. <laughs> but there are positive things that you can do. If you love where you're at, that's great. And you just want to get closer to God, also great. You can do that right now. You can, you can talk to him. I just want to say, um, I don't know who's listening or you know what you may have heard before, but anybody can talk to God anytime. I mean, the God of the universe. Don't limit him by thinking that he can't hear you. <laughs> don't limit him by thinking that he'll ignore you. Remember, you're created by God on purpose with purpose. Anybody can say anything. God can take it. Work it out. You want a relationship with the Lord? Figure out what that relationship is. Take control of that decision. If you love where you're at, I would say to you, even if you love what you're doing and how your life is, anyone can benefit from being closer to the creator of the universe. Now, if you don't love where you're at, and maybe you don't even know exactly where this is going, now it's definitely time to sit down and talk to yourself about it. Change is absolutely possible. Your future can be one that's different from where you see yourself headed right now. I am thinking of someone specific. This is not a happy story. He's, um... He's had an... average life, I would say. His parents profess to believe in God. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what they believe in God. (laughs) God exists isn't really a belief, in my opinion, that's, you know... It's, I mean, it's barely foundational. It's, that's, it's like, 
<laughs> that's like gravity exists. I mean, are there are there obvious things in the universe that we're just stating now? I <laughs> they didn't live like they believed in God. They didn't. They didn't consider it. It wasn't a thing. They didn't put any effort or focus into it. I see this all the time. Um, I, I had a period in my life where I, I was, <laughs> you know, I believed in God. God existed. He could exist. He was allowed to exist in my universe as more than just, you know, <laughs> more than just a thing that I believed in. I, I believed, I believed. I didn't have any fear or respect of God, but I believed. Anyway, these two people, these two parents, they had a couple of kids. They had a terrible relationship. They never thought to communicate with the Lord at all about anything. The outcome clearly shows, demonstrates where this, this poor guy is at in his life right now. We'll get there. So they have two kids. <clears throat> One of them has passed in his 20s to OD. And the other one hates his life. Doesn't want to be around. He doesn't say it, but he just consumes. He's just obsessed with consuming. He just he just eats, and he smokes weed, and then he eats more, and he just consumes, and he just tries to numb it up and not think about the pain of the loss, the pain of the loss of the divorce, the betrayal of his parents um, who left him and his brother with his grandmother and then came back to get his little brother because he was the more compliant child and would be easier to handle. And the new husband of his mother thought that he could be managed. Well, that's the one they lost to OD. So he's got this this betrayal in his life. This is one of the reasons we don't tell our names. <laughs> because we we have personal stories that lots of people know or that we have permission to discuss that we would not share or be able to really. Um, because we don't want anybody to draw the connection to anybody specific. But you know people like this. For whatever reason, and I'm going to stop with his story. Um, but I want to tell you that I don't believe his story is going to stop there. This poor kid's never going to get me to stop praying for him. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, He's going to get to where he needs to go. I believe it. I really am believing for him because he doesn't believe for himself. And I'm believing for you listeners. You can talk to God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your parents believed. It doesn't matter what your parents told you. It doesn't matter if the priest says you have to pray to something. Look, talk to Jesus. Talk to God. Tell the Lord you need his help in your life. Some people who are going to hear this are in dire situations. Worse than this kid that, that I've just described. Well, he's not really a kid anymore. Hmm. 
Lots of people are in much worse situations. You might be. <clears throat> Speak directly to God. God can help you change. He created all of this. There's no reason he can't take you from where you're at to places you never imagined you wanted to be. I've entirely gotten off my notes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Why don't you take a minute while I yes. try and... Yeah. Recoup my... Yeah, I was, I was trying to give you some time. Go ahead. All right. We'll, we'll get back to the action plan later. So I have two things. You talk about belief. Let's let's get to the heart of the matter. Because lots of people say that they believe that God exists, like you're talking about, like gravity, right? Right. right. God certainly exists when you go to church. <coughs> when, you, when you get dressed up in the morning on Sunday to go and find a husband. <coughs> yep, that's someone specific, too. <laughs> Here... <laughs> Here's what the Word of God actually says. Yes, please. Something to keep in mind. I'm in James 2. I believe this is verse 19. Go ahead. You believe that there is one God you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Oof. That's rough. So think about that. I mean, they would know. Is it enough to say that the Creator God exists? Is that enough all by itself? Mm. Or is there something more? Are you ready? Or No, go ahead. Okay. All right. Continue your thought. I like where this is going. But some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. There's a deeper level. There's a deeper component than just saying that God exists. Some people say that God doesn't exist, or they're agnostic, which is God might exist. <laughs> One foot on each side of the fence. You can't hedge your bets with God. Are <laughs> he's you, there or he's not. Are you just, and I'm going to use an old term, a deist. A deist is someone who believes that God exists, but that's it. Right? There is no particular true faith in Jesus Christ or really anything else. It's just like, yep. Like Check you box. said, like you said about gravity, gravity exists because... You can feel it. You can't see it. You can't see gravity. But you can see the effect that gravity has. Much like the Creator God, you can't necessarily see Him with your eyes. But there are other ways to see and perceive. There are other measuring tools, right? And you can see the effect that the Creator God has had on the universe. Many things, very deep, lots of things you could talk about in that regard. But I think we need to bring it back to the other things you were talking about, about is change possible? It is. So what do you do? You see where you're at. You think about where you want to be. Consider your habits. Some of the habits may be keeping you from achieving what you want to do. Now, if you don't know what you want to do, here's a great place to start praying. What am I here to do? What was I created for? You could also take the approach of thinking, what would make you most happy in life? 
And don't talk to me about Netflix and chill. And don't talk to me about, you know, professional gamer. I mean, that's a thing now. Sure. Um, although it doesn't pay very well yet. <laughs> uh, time to start thinking in the direction that you want to go. Figure out where you want to end up, how you want your life to be. Think about in a, in a life where you're happy, what is your day like? Look at what your current priorities are. If you don't know, if you haven't sat and thought about what are my priorities, do it now. And I will tell you that whatever you're putting your energy into, that's where your priorities lie. Now, if your priorities, if you're, <laughs> let, me, let me turn it around. If your energy goes into just kind of getting it done every day, you know, you just go into a job, making money, everything's about, oh, did I get, did I get gas for the car for tomorrow? I don't want to be late or I don't care if I'm late because I don't really like that job or whatever. If, if, you're, if your life is about that and you're just keeping it moving every day, I would say that even if you have a family and you're like, you have these task lists, you know, and, and maybe you're a mom and you're driving here and there and it's get to school, go get your coffee, hit Target, pick up a few groceries for tonight's dinner. You can fall into a routine that maybe it's necessary, but maybe if you arranged the priorities differently, you could get that all done one day a week and start working toward what you'd really like to do. Because I'm sure sitting and waiting for them at soccer, pra soccer practice is important to the children, probably. I don't know. Maybe you should ask them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't attest for whether or not your children actually love soccer. What I'm saying is... Are you putting your energy in the right place to get to whatever your goal is for the beautiful future that you hope to enjoy? And if you're not, and you do have an idea about what your goals are, but you're not sure how to get there, now's another great time to pray. There is no prayer that is small or insignificant. There is no question uh, the God can't handle. There's no question too big. Um, there's no goal too lofty. But you have to be willing to receive the answer when you pray. You have to be willing to act upon the answer when you pray. You have to be ready for God to actually answer you. I know that sounds crazy. Especially if you're just like, yeah, God exists, checkbox, which a lot of people are. That is just a, that is a state of existence that someone can be, and I am not judging that <laughs> at all. Um, a lot of people are just in that checkbox mode. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Baptist because my, my, my grandparents are Baptists, and well, I guess, you know, we go to church with them every Christmas. Checkbox. So, 
I got to make sure we're on because it decided to turn off. There we go. I love when that happens. Very exciting. We're still rolling. Okay. <sighs> so I guess what I would say to you at this point, because this is an important point, because the next three sessions, we're going to talk about some other things about your relationship with the God of the universe. Our next three topical mm -hmm. sessions. So mm -hmm. for the next three weeks, I really want to get into having a deeper relationship with God. What that means, what it takes. Um, don't worry. In all... In every way, I would say that God does the heavy lifting. I mean, you may think, oh, you know, oh, de devoting more time. To I don't know. Do I have? You have plenty of time. You have plenty of time. If you have time to spend sitting in a drive-thru for 15 minutes to get a cold coffee. <laughs> I mean, a coffee that's going to be cold in like 10 minutes. The cost of $7.5 dollars. Um, you certainly have a few minutes. Why not wait for your coffee um, inside and maybe pull up something on your phone? Just saying. Just saying. You've got a few minutes every day. See what he can do with it. And when I say that, I don't mean like, you know, pray for a solid five. I'm not, I'm not trying to put a limit on you. I'm not. Pray whenever you feel like praying. And I will also... Um, give you a gift here. Take the ceremony out of praying. You do not have to kneel and pray. You do not have to have a meal and pray. You do not have to be with someone else to pray. You do not have to be at church to pray. You don't have to light a candle. <laughs> there don't have to be any saints involved. Sorry, not sorry. Speak directly to God about anything. You wouldn't believe the weird conversations we have. I have weird conversations with God. I'm just having a conversation with God. When I say pray, I don't mean, oh, Lord, oh, heavenly God. I'm, you can certainly address him that way if you'd like to. It's not going to be offensive. But I'm talking about just have a conversation. Now, if you are a believer and you do pray regularly, this might also be a little strange to you, but have a conversation. Especially if you're somebody who's been praying to God for most of your life and, you know, maybe you're just not getting the breakthrough and you just don't understand why. Why don't you just have a conversation with God? Maybe not while you're driving. <laughs> I tend to talk to God all the time. Not like all the time, but in any situation, I don't even care. God doesn't care. God doesn't care. He sees you. He knows what you're doing. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Pray. Speak to God. I would say get familiar with God. I would say spend time with him like like you believe in him, like like he's a friend, like like he's there, like he's present because God is everywhere. God is present. There's a there's a song right now that I love to listen to where um she says I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, he's in the room. You're not alone. Now, some people will be comforted by that. Some people will be scared to death. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now, but I hope you're not scared to death. God is in the room. God is always in the room. He is that close. He can hear you. He does care. He will listen. 
you can absolutely change your life. Where do you want to go from here? This is two believers. We're not ready to sign off yet. No, I thought you were handing it off. Oh, good. Okay. okay. I don't know. I You gave me the look, and I was like, I guess I'm signing off. I wasn't going to sign off. Okay. No, okay. No, no, we there's, have... There's this part down here. That's... Yes. Good. We have one more little morsel for you. All right. So... <sighs> Hang like in there, everybody. About... I know it's been 25 minutes, but we can do this. It's fine. It is possible to change. Some people in the world, they may tell you that you cannot, that you are somehow hard-coded like you're a robot, right? Or like you're a computer program, that it's innate and you can't do anything about it, right? You're part of a collective and everyone who's part of that collective has to act this way because we say so. Reject the collective thoughts. They are not your own. Maybe you just think, well, it's because I have bad genes, or some other lie. The creator God loves you. He created you with a purpose. Yes, we have certain things via biology that are a part of us. But the things that we're talking about are not hard-coded. They are variable. They can change. We are dynamic. We are not static. I know it seems like maybe sometimes in the world it does seem that way. But you can do something about it. You have the ability to change. The creator God gave us the ability to change. I know some people will say that you can't because you were born here and you were born there and your parents were this and you're in this status and you're no. Reject that. The creator God chose to take his word and make it flesh and put it in some place called Nazareth. I know you don't know where that is. It doesn't really matter to you necessarily. I barely know where it is, and I've seen the maps. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But here's what you need to know. Somebody said, can anything good come from Nazareth? And then God laughed. I mean, it doesn't say that, but that's how I feel about it. And then God laughed and was like, yeah, that's a good place to put him. You think that you're in a bad place, you were born in a bad place, all the rest of that stuff? You were born in a barn? Literally. Did you have a king try and kill you? And then go insane and kill all the little boys because he couldn't figure out which one you were? Do you have people trying to push you off a cliff? Yeah, I mean, Jesus, it was a, it was a quick, hard time here. It was, it was not great. I mean, what he did was great. He overcame, and you can too. Okay, now I'm going to stop you right there because you're going to be like, oh, but he was Jesus. Yes, he was Jesus, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's the embodiment of the power that created the universe. (laughs) He's the the fleshy human body embodiment of the power that created you. So... (laughs) So, do you want to be friends with that power and change your life? Here's what the Word of God says. Don't listen to them. Listen to the one who created you, me, the universe. Not these other humans. Right, this is what from have the they, Bible. What have they created? What have they done? Usually chaos, mayhem, stress for people. 
And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I love that. You can be transformed. You are not static. You are not stuck. You were talking earlier about your decisions and how we can be the sum of our decisions. But here's a decision that you can make now that no one else can stop you from doing. No government, no parent, no sibling. You can make the decision to turn your life around by giving it to the creator God and accepting Jesus Christ who is the word of God made flesh. If you think that this is maybe a change that you need in your life, something that can get past all the barriers, all the things that you've done in the past, God is willing to forgive you. I know you won't hear that other places, but this is the reality of the situation. That is why he sent Jesus in the first place. Jesus didn't have to come down from the third heaven and become put flesh on him, but he did because they loved us. And he died on the cross to sacrifice himself for all the bad things that we did, you, me, everybody. And then he rose again on the third day to prove that he had victory over hell, death, and the grave. You can be transformed. You can actually change, not just self-help. Actual change by someone who is so powerful that he created the star that's been up in the sky and keeping us alive for thousands of years. He means the sun. The sun. I just like to be specific because not everyone's a scientist. So if you feel like you need this change, we're going to say a few words. You can just repeat after us to make this actual change like we did. Will you go ahead because I think it's better if just one of us does it? Yeah. Because yeah. I want them to be able to understand what you're saying. When I made the decision, someone said to me, if you die today, do you know that you would go to the heaven where the creator God is. I did not know. And I prayed and I raised my hand because that's how I am. You can be it however you want. And I said, I accept. I accept Jesus Christ as king and ruler over my life. You can do this too. Pray with us. Dear God, I want you to come into my life and transform it. I want to go to paradise where Jesus is, where you are, where it says he will wipe all tears from our eyes. I accept your plan of salvation. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. He rose again the third day. And I willingly have true faith in this sacrifice. 
Renew my life. Transform me. Make me a new creation. Amen. Beautiful. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Welcome to the family. Get ready. It's about to get great. Remember what I said. You can talk to God all the time. doesn't matter. doesn't have to be formal. doesn't have to be thank you. Thank you is nice. Thank you. Thank you is nice. Thanks to God. Thanks to God for our food. Thanks to God for the things that we enjoy. Thanks to God mm-hmm. for our family and the people that we love. Yes, good thanks, yes. That's a good place to start. Just talk to him. Talk to him about your day. God, what do I do about this? God, help me to find a safe way home. God, I just want to talk to you right now. I don't even know what to say. But it's all right. You don't have to know what to say. This has been Two Believers for Eyewitness. See you Wednesday.